When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, this is, 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 is. Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 790. We are the Fight Disciples. This is your MMA preview for the weekend coming up. Bit of UFC back in action and signature card from Bellator, which I'm extremely excited about. I know, mm-hmm. sounds a bit weird me saying that. Well, I am, and we're going to get stuck into it in a minute. Fightdisciples.com is the website. If you want to have a little bit of a nosy around there, we want you to become a subscriber. It's all free. don't cost you anything. Go and have a little bit of a look, and you think to yourself, yeah, I could do this on Apple every single week. Hit the button, hit subscribe, and we'll just keep popping up in your feed, talking all things MMA. And if you like boxing, there's one of them as well there for you as well. If you prefer to watch the stuff, you can head to our YouTube channel, Fight Disciples on YouTube. Same thing, hit subscribe. And you'll get a little notification whenever we release anything, whether it be a podcast, an interview, a little news reaction piece, all there for you. Uh, You can uh, obviously interact with us as well via the comment section of the podcast. And I'm sure you're as excited as us off the back of a wonderful weekend of Cedric Dumbe. You're now giddy to see some more sensational performances from these elite mixed martial artists. Do you want to start with UFC and finish with Bellator? Is that yeah, I think so. Today? I think so. Yeah, obviously UFC delivered a fight night from the Apex. It's a very fight night Apex type card. That's on Saturday night in Las Vegas. But all caught at the same time, you uh, Bellator delivers Bellator 300 over in San Diego with four world title fights. So that's where the focus deserves and should should obviously be. But yeah, let's let's have a little look at the Apex card first because um, we've actually been robbed of the co-main event, haven't we? Because Daniel Pineda's fight with Kusain Askabov was pulled. And why? Do we know why it was pulled? I am because not Askabov commenting. I am not commenting on this, just in case somebody comes looking for us. In connection with a kidnap and torture case over in Thailand. So we've been pulled from the card. Sounds like a lovely fella. Lovely fella. But yeah, so we've lost that attraction, but it still remains. Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green in the main event. Is this a shootout to face the winner if Paddy the Baddy comes through against Tony Ferguson? Would you match him with the winner of this? Ooh. Well, Bobby Green's been... Just beat, been, a, just beat Tony. Just beat Tony Ferguson, hasn't he? Yeah. If Paddy um, comes through against Tony? Do you know something? I, I was just looking at this matchup. I didn't know what the ramifications would be uh, of coming through. I think if uh, Paddy does beat Tony... Um, listen, we talked about this on last week's show and people can go and get stuck into it regarding the matchmaking. I think it's a fantastic piece of matchmaking. I think it's Absolutely. a winnable fight for Tony. I think it's a winnable fight for Paddy. We know what it does for Paddy Starr if he beats Tony Ferguson. We also know what it does for Tony Ferguson if he beats Paddy the Paddy. Um, I think, like I said, I'll keep banging that drum. It's great matchmaking. But let's say Paddy does come through. Yeah. But Bobby Green, Grant Dawson is probably the level that I would expect for his next fight. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this, and I, I personally believe that Grant Dawson will come through it. 
Um, so Grant Dawson, Paddy the Baddy, I understand from a star point of view, it might not uh, gravitate for a lot of people. But matchup-wise, it works. Um, and again, I think it's a winnable fight for both guys because they're both, in my opinion, grapplers, jiu-jitsu guys. Correct. Um, with okay stand-up, you know, I might even favour Paddy. In, in in this, I might, I might do. Don't don't shoot me for thinking that. Um, but I think from uh, a grappling point of view, I think it's a very even matchup. Grant Dawson versus uh, Paddy the Baddy. I'm getting ahead of myself that saying who would win both of those fights. Yeah, exactly. yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. getting very ahead of myself. Um, but yeah, I think maybe you're right. I think that level. Um, it's going to be difficult if Tony comes through and Bobby Green comes through because I don't think you can match it, can you? No, no, of um, course. I'm I'm thinking more. You know. What what are the ramifications here for the winner this weekend? And I think the winner secretly hopes Paddy the Baddy comes through against Tony Ferguson. Yeah, I think, Ferguson. I think that's fair. Because I could honestly see the winner of this taking on Paddy the Baddy. I think Grant Dawson has built up a solid reputation in the UFC. He's climbed into that top 10, but he's not really had that big breakout victory. He has got a submission over Jared Gordon. Of course, Jared Gordon... Had a, a lot of complaints about the uh, losing to Paddy the Baddy, so there's kind of an undertone there. He's mm. unbeaten in nine, I think it's eight or nine fights in the UFC. He's got a he's got a draw against Rick Glenn on there, but you know this is a guy that's only lost once in his career, albeit a knockout pre UFC pre UF Dana White contender series back in the day. But he's a, as you say, he's a jiu-jitsu guy, jiu-jitsu black belt, AT and T. College, former college wrestler or high school wrestler, Rick Glenn, eh, Rick Grant Dawson, sorry, <laughs> is a grappler. And I think that grappler style obviously fits in well with a, with a, and I'm again ahead of myself, a win over Tony Ferguson. You, that was the big conversation. What you do next? Because after you beat a Tony Ferguson, you have to face a ranked guy. Well, one of these guys is ranked. Grant Dawson is ranked now. If Bobby Green beats him, Bobby Green becomes ranked. Bobby Green is favourable in a completely different way for mm -hmm. someone like a Paddy the Baddy because he is a veteran. You can kind of get to Bobby Green. There is more than one blueprint to beat him. But you've got to be outstanding. You've got to be spot on because Bobby Green is, I would say, is a lot more uh, varied than Grant Dawson in that he's, he's strong with his hands. He can embarrass you with his hands. He's got that kind of scrap pack kind of hands down, slapping you across the face style, but he's competent on the ground also. He's got some good submissions on his record as well. Again, somebody else who's fought Jared Gordon recently as well. Okay, the accidental clash of heads means that that fight didn't move forward. But yeah, honestly, I think not to kind of, you know, people be like, wait a minute, the head the headliner at the apex and you're saying it's a shootout to face Paddy the Baddy. What a load of BS that is. But you understand where Paddy's star power is. You know what I mean? Paddy, after this, will need a ranked guy. What I'm saying is, in a lightweight division, you're ahead. Killers everywhere. This could the winner of this could be the guy. Paddy's got to come through Tony. Don't me. You don't. We don't know where his ankles are. We don't know where. Of hell. Yeah, exactly. This is a Paddy the Paddy that come through a real tough night against a guy that's you know. A couple of levels, never, never even dreamt of being where Tony Ferguson has been. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. But I am getting ahead of myself because I am getting romantic. 
I think Grant Dawson's um, cuteness on the floor will get him through this. I think he might have to come through something here, though, because mm. uh, Bobby Green, like you just said, he's very handy on the feet, isn't he? And he's he's unusual. He's it's he's he can't really figure it out. Grant Dawson's competent, but I think the minute that he can get his hands on Bobby Green and get him down and start to go through the motions with his grappling, I think he'll find a way, and I think he'll find a way to maybe even sub him. And that would be a big statement in itself yeah. to, to sub a guy that is just coming off the back of a victory against Tony Ferguson um, would be a big statement for Grant Dawson. Cause as you said, he hasn't got that. He beat this guy and it still isn't a bar. He beat this guy, but it's, he beat this guy who beat this guy. So it start it. You know what I mean? It kind of compounds a little bit. And especially if it can finish him, it's not an easy thing to do. Bobby Green's tough as fuck, but I think he's, I think his jujitsu is, uh, good enough and cute enough to be able to find himself an opening against Bobby Green. I wouldn't be surprised if Grant Dawson subbed him at the weekend. Yeah, listen, Bobby Green's been in big fights. Bobby Green's been here before. He's been in main events. He's been in schedule, well, at least in scheduled five round events. He's been the main. He's been the guy on the poster at the apex. Do you not you find know, that he... he needs the crowd though? He, he re... when it's behind closed doors, yeah, I, I find absolutely. him a little flat. Yeah, absolutely. But what what I mean is that he's got experience in this environment, whereas this is Grant Dawson's first ta- first five-round scheduled fight. Yeah, fair enough. First time with his face on the poster. First time stepping up. First time going to have to do the media. And again, it's an apex event, so, you know, the, the, limited, the level yeah. of media attention, everything's going to be very limited. But still, he's the guy. And he's got to step up now. And how will that affect him? How will that affect his psyche? If you've got a chink in your armor, Bobby Green's the guy that can expose it. Bobby Green's a fucking wily old veteran, man. And if he gets in his head, and if the pressure of the moment gets a little bit too big for, for Grant Dawson, Bobby Green will exploit it. He will absolutely exploit it. And it's in that performance against Tony Ferguson, albeit the artist formerly known as, should give Bobby Green a ton of confidence. Hmm. I've got, listen, uh, if I had to put money on it, I'd say Dawson. Yeah. But I, I think it's a good match. You wouldn't match be surprised. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Wouldn't be surprised. Abdul Razak Alassan. Do you remember when we used to go wild about him? Yeah. He was like the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Until he wasn't. Yeah. Um, And he's taking on Joe Pfeiffer at the weekend. He's got a wonderful story. Anybody that has been listening to us and obviously following this, whether it be through the Contender Series or whatever, you'll know full well that Joe Pfeiffer, I mean, what a ride he has been on to get himself to this particular level. And now... He's come in <laughs> on a, yeah, all right, it's an Apex card. Uh, and the Apex is probably, uh, he's, he's well-suited there because obviously he came through the Contender Series there. Uh, but every time I see his name on a card, you just can't help but smile, man, because you, you you root for the guys that have obviously been there in those really difficult, dark times, had a dream, chased the dream. Now he's at the UFC. Mate, he's in a proper fight this weekend, but it's yeah. a fight that he can absolutely win. And if he does win, I think it's going to be in spectacular fashion because both of these dudes like to let their hands go. Yeah. Um, so I think we could get, I think we could get somebody going over in this fight. Yeah, I don't think this goes the distance either, because one of two things are going to happen: either Abdullah Razak uh, Al Hassan will continue his form of not being able to string two wins together. Um, I think he's only won two of his last seven or eight. And this was a guy that was a one-time welterweight contender. Like we were like, oh my God, this is the guy. This, he looks amazing. 
and then suddenly he got chinned a couple of times and then he was forced to move up to middleweight because he kept missing weight and mm. I say it just he just can't get into any rhythm right now but he's been there and done it and got a lot of experience in this sport a lot of experience in the UFC whereas Joe Pfeiffer has got this lovely backstory and great and everything and you could argue co-main events even on an apex card in your third <laughs> fight mate that that's that's a big step up but people have bought into his story. Dana's certainly bought into his story. And, you know, guys who are appreciative of the UFC and appreciative of Dana and, you know, say lovely things about this organization get opportunities. That's just life. And Joe's got an opportunity here in a fight that he can absolutely win. But he might get found out quite royally that Al Hassan is at a certain level and has got far too much experience and, and exposes him. But listen, that Mia Schultz victory was a good win. So, I don't know how. I don't honestly. I don't know how that fight's going to go. I think you're right. Someone's getting chinned. Yeah, could be either guy, mate. There's a lot of nice little matchups actually on this Apex card. Joaquin Buckley against Alex Morono. Obviously, we all yeah. fell for Alex Morono because he said, "Yeah, go on, then. I'll do that last minute. I'll step up and uh, yeah. have a little uh, and have a little bit of a go in a weight category that wasn't his. He had no business being there. And okay, he ended up falling short, but he get he had a proper good go, didn't he? Joaquin Buckley. <coughs> I love the guy's personality. Yeah, and of course, everybody remembers the, the sensational knockout, but he also brings it. I remember watching him in Paris in a fight that he had, that, you know, against, uh, was it Imovov that he was fighting in, uh, in, in Paris? Yeah, yeah, Imovov. In mm -hmm. Paris. And uh, even though he'd lost the first two rounds and he'd lost them quite handily, fucking hell, man, he came out for that third round and he threw the kitchen sink at it and he, he nearly turned it the other way around. He's, he's all action, he's whacking Buckley. I love the kid's attitude when he's in there. Alex Morono is the exact same as him. So again, I think you're going to get an all-action fight with Buckley and Morono. Drew Dober's on this against Ricky Glenn. Big fan of Drew Dober. Ion Kutalaba, I know that he's had trouble recently of being able to string some stuff together, but he's taking on Philip Lanz. So you again, as a matchup, you look at that and you think, yeah, it's a pretty decent even matchup. That 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 should uh, bring something decent. And Alexander Hernandez, I'm a massive fan of him, and they've, they've paired him up with. Uh, Bill Algio. So again, all mega. action. Yeah, just all action to kick off uh, the main card. So as a main card, I look at that and I go, okay, you don't have the the superstar names, but you've got fucking six really competitive fights there. And and two or three of them, you look at them and you're that could bring a bonus. That could be the fight of the night. That's what that's what I like about it. It's the amount of bonus, potential bonus fights on here for fight of the night because None of these guys have got these perfect records. None of these have put these incredible wins together where there's a lot on the line. And, you know, it's like, oh, it, it, someone's always got to go and all that. Most of these guys are winning and losing it in, in big fights, but entertaining in big fights. Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn. That's a, honestly, that's a great fight. It's a little barn burner. Again, talk about that lightweight division. Just having these, these are guys that I don't even think they're ranked, are they? Neither of those guys even ranked. No. Lightweight division. They're both incredibly dangerous guys. And Morono versus Buckley, these are guys that lost, their recent losses were when they were forced to go up to middleweight, when they took opportunities that came their way. Back down at welterweight, they've got good unbeaten, if they've just just judged them on their welterweight wins, they've done well recently. So yeah, I, I think you're right. Even Philip Linz versus Ion Kutalabra, come on man, how can that not be a great fight? 
What has what has Karolina Kovalkiewicz got to do to get on the main card these days? Yeah, there's just no chance. <laughs> you, mate, you're mugging her off now, right? The kid, the kid's putting it together again. Um, obviously she's got Bell Beater uh, coming up. Since she, you know, since she moved gyms, moved locations as well, she's just put it together. I know that she went on that mad run. Well, I'm just trying to count how many it was that she lost. One, two, three, four, five on the spin, wasn't it? She lost five on the spin, but her last, she's won her last three. Subs in there, some uh, good performances. Come on. She's well worthy of main card Apex. Well worthy. Former title challenger, uh, Kovalkiewicz. Just on the um, uh, prelims as well. Chris Gutierrez. How the fuck is remember- that? Not on the main card. <laughs> no idea. Against Montel Jackson, no idea. Uh, <laughs> Gutierrez. Everybody remembers Gutierrez because he's the guy that beat uh, Frank Yeager and sent him into retirement. Yeah. Um, and he had uh, one loss against like Pedro Munoz, who's mate, a top ten guy. And now you're and Montel, on, mate. Montel Jackson's get... lost lost one in his entire UFC run. Like again, we look at the the guys above on that main card. I know your Moronos and your Buckleys and your Al Hassans. And okay, they always bring it. It's always entertaining, but they're losing as many as they're winning. Whereas these guys have like a, a, a proper putting it together, and they're down there on the early prelims. Mad. Unless it's, yeah, well, the whole card's on ESPN in America, so it's not yeah. a pay-per-view. Crazy. Johnny Munoz against Ori Kieng as well will be a decent. Uh, but I wanted to highlight Chris Gutierrez and Montel Jackson because that's just a joke of a fight. Really, really yeah. good. Uh, it's solid, solid, really solid matchmaking um, all the way just down lacks, it. Yes. It just lacks star power. That's all of it course. is. It's a typical Apex card in that regard. But start, It lacks like star there. power and a crowd. Um, but the rest of it is absolutely must, uh, must see. Um so keep an eye out for that at the weekend. Now, even though we've just gone crazy about the matchmaking and being excited about that matchmaking, which I stand by, the star power is, of course, this weekend over mm-hmm. at Bellator. Yes, I said mm-hmm. it. Yes, I said it. The star power's over at Bellator. Why? Uh, because it's the celebratory event, isn't it? Uh, Bellator 300 uh, in San Diego, beautiful yeah. part of the world. Uh, they've got a heavyweight title fight on there. They've got a lightweight title fight on there. And they've also got the women's flyweight title and women's featherweight title uh, up for grabs. So you've got four title fights. And just for our point of view, a little bit of British interest in there as well. Uh, because Linton Vassell, who seems to have been with Bellator forever in a day, is mm-hmm. now here. Uh, in a rematch, everybody remembers the first one with Ryan Bader. He got, I think he got stopped in the second. Um, he got knocked out anyway off Ryan Bader uh, the first time that they met. They're going at it again. Bader's there, heavyweight champion. Linton Vassell's got himself an opportunity. I mean, think about that. Just from a, a showcase, showpiece point of view, the 300th show for Bellator. And there you are. You're top He's of the, the bill. Yeah, fighting for uh, the heavyweight championship. Okay, it's against the guy that has already beaten you and beaten you dramatically previously. Uh, but well done, uh, Linton. He's he's put it together recently and he's uh, he's earned the opportunity. Yeah, and don't forget that was down at light heavyweight, you know. So not that that make a lot of difference because you know both Bader and Vassell are light heavyweights. Yeah, um, fighting the heavyweights because the 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 weakness of the Bellator heavyweight division. So you know. The advantages go kind of swings both ways, I suppose. Um, Linton's here on merit. You know, he he, he he fell short against Bader in fighting for the Bellator light heavyweight title. He then lost to uh, Mr. Wonderful. 
Then he moved up to heavyweight, lost his first one, but since then he's won six on the, uh, five on the spin. Mm-hmm. And all five of them have been knockouts. Never been outside the second round in the heavyweight division. So he's getting this opportunity against Ryan Bader absolutely on merit. And listen, if he can put it together, the swarm, and he has been doing so far, he will have the physical advantages over Ryan Bader. He is naturally the bigger guy. He's just got to believe this is his time, man. This is his time. And as long as he can keep that fight standing, as long as he can keep Bader, you know, out of his wrestling and, and, and let those hands go and let those kicks go and use that range, he's got a wonderful opportunity to become heavyweight champion of the world. Bellator, heavyweight champion of the world. Mate. Thanks. I was just about to say it. I was trying to trying to do it in a, in a dignified way, but you got there. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, Coleman as well. Uh, Chrissy Cyborg, uh, she is a fight disciple, uh, taking on Kat Zingano uh, for uh, the Women's Featherweight Championship. And listen, Cyborg, you know, it, it, it feels a bit, I don't, I don't know where the majority of people are at with this, but from a Cyborg point of view, it feels a bit Jose Aldo, that you get defined by one performance. And that's slightly unfair because of the person that you ended up running into. She obviously came to the UFC, had four or five fights. And on the sixth occasion, she steps in with Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes, who was absolutely red hot at that time, went through her and, and smoked her very, very quickly. And then obviously Chris has gone away. She's racked up more wins uh, with Bellator and what have you. But if you look at her record, um, it's a stellar record, mate. Anybody That's that incredible. she's... Anybody that she's been in, we at whatever weight division, she's been absolutely brilliant. Lovely person as well. Great to chat to. Uh, and I really like this fight. Kat Zingano, uh, on the flip of that, has actually got a win over Amanda Nunes, hasn't she? Um, from way back when. Uh, and last time out against uh, Leah McCourt was very good. There's no, no complaints to that. She was absolutely brilliant against Leah. Uh, and finds herself back here uh, fighting uh, Chrissy Cyborg at the top table of, uh, of the Bellator showpiece and I'm, I'm absolutely delighted as well that Bellator who are of course having their signature showcase night have got uh, a female title fight on there uh, as well with True. yeah but with the major superstar in what I would class as Chris Cyborg and she is a superstar there's no doubt about that yeah she, she's the poster girl of, 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 of Bellator's output of course so it's important to get on there Liz Carmouche defending against McFarlane as well uh, and then rounding out you've got Habib's cousin uh, Usman Nurmagomedov defending his lightweight title against Brent Primus. Um, Brent, a former champion in the, in Bellator, beat Michael Chandler, lost the return with Chandler, has been fighting to get another opportunity ever since then. That was a few years ago. Finally gets his opportunity this this weekend. But you're talking about an Usman that's you know trained by Habib, that rolls with fucking Islam on a daily basis. Like they basically control the lightweight division in the Champions League, and they control it here in the Europa League as well. And you've got Usman training with Islam, Islam training with Usman, pushing each other every day. Two bet, you know, you could argue, are they the two best lightweights in the world? Usman looked absolutely phenomenal, hasn't he? There's no blueprint to beat the kid. He's unbeaten in 17 fights. Mm. Most of those 17 fights have been stoppages. He's only been the distance three times. Chokes everybody out. Has looked absolutely phenomenal. So he's up against the Primus, obviously. Um, but yeah, four four title fight card for Bellator. Bellator three hundred. That's what your big signature event should look like. Well done to them. How can we watch it? 
Isn't it on? On old PFL for its own, isn't it? Is it? Is it BBC Red Button? It will be something like that, yeah. And that's that's the problem. That's why that's why I uh, speak that's, the way I speak uh, about Bellator because it, the accessibility for British fight fans is very very difficult. I understand that obviously American fight fans have a different attitude towards it because you can get your hands on it. Um, but from a British fight fan point of view, it's very difficult. I believe that it will probably be BBC iPlayer because I would love to watch this. Uh, yeah. Leah's obviously uh, on the prelim. She's taking on uh, Cinema McCann. There's, there's nothing on BBC advertising it, but that's it not be. to say it's not on it. Yeah, it, it must be Red Button. It, thingy was Red Button, wasn't it? The uh, Fabian Edwards. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, as you say, Leah McCaw taking on Sarah McMahon as well. Uh, Leah knows how close she is now. The girl she's just lost to is fighting Chris Cyborg for the world title. That's mm-hmm. how close she is. So <clears throat> all she's got to do is come through Sarah McMahon this weekend. And I think Liam McCourt will get herself a world title fight if they can keep Cyborg busy or you're in a pole position because Cyborg's getting to that stage of a career now where it wouldn't be surprised me if she said, right, there we go. There's my gloves. I'm still a champ. I'm going to retire champion and try something else because she has got a massive profile, certainly in Brazil. And Leah just needs to be ready because it might not be one girl next. It might be two opportunities. It might be two call-ups for that title fight. So she needs to beat Sarah McMahon this weekend. It's going to be tough because Sarah McMahon, as we know, has got that uh, Olympic-caliber wrestling base or wherever she comes from. Is it wrestling or... Uh, yeah, yeah, Olympic wrestler, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got that Olympic wrestling base, so you know what she's going to do. Um, and Leah's just got to be ready to take that on because talent-wise, Leah's right there now. She's on the cusp. We know how close she came. <laughs> Do you know when we were talking about the amount of fights on cards? I think it was on our boxing show. How many is on this? Just, Mate, just one, two, down. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's just the prelims. Uh, 14, 15, 16, 17 fight card. That's a celebration. Last, and those last four are all scheduled for five rounds. I know, mate. I know. That's a long night, that. That's a celebration, kids. It says here that it starts at 5.30 Eastern. Hmm. Might have to start a couple of hours earlier than that because that ain't oh, finishing until yeah. 2 in the morning, mate. Uh, you're gambling on some of them fights going early, aren't you, starting at that time? Well, there's Jesus a couple, like, yeah, the first couple, there's a couple of debutants on there that are making uh, their first appearances. and Yeah, uh, yeah man. But poof, 17 fight cards, San Diego. Oh, get in there nice and early. With a curtain jerking, eh? Just a bit. Uh, Just good a luck bit. to Leah. Uh, and like I said, the star power, uh, Ryan Bader versus Linton Vassell. Big opportunity for Linton. Come on, Linton. Uh, to become the heavyweight champion. Chrissy Cyborg, Katzin Zingano should be an absolute cracker. Uh, Usman Nemegamedov, Brent Primus, and Liz Carmouche against EIA uh, McFarlane. Right. There you go. That's how your M- MMA shapes up this weekend. Incredibly competitive in the UFC. Uh, mm-hmm. and some star power in Bellator. That should keep you satisfied and keep you going up until uh, Monday morning when we return for a full review. And don't forget next week, the next preview show. <sighs> you getting excited? Always. <laughs> <laughs> I said the next preview show. The next preview show for the big um, card this week is obviously Abu Dhabi. Looking forward to uh, Islam. I was going to say, we've got Yusuf versus Barbosa next week first. Yeah. I, I, w- I was, 
Yeah, Islam Makhachev versus Charles uh, Oliveira. And of course, it's the first time that we will have been able to preview a hands-up fight in some time, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, baby! Looking forward to that too. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for tuning in to us. Much appreciated. Uh, please subscribe to us via the various ways that you could do it. Our website is available uh, for all those audio feeds, fightdisciples.com. We're also on uh, YouTube as well, Fight Disciples on there. Please go and get stuck in and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.